Hey everyone, welcome to Saturday Night Popcorn. This is Jason. And this is Kai, and we have another great discussion for you today. Uh, the movie of the day, actually, it's a new month. It's February uh, 2024. Last month we did rom-coms, cuffing season is what I called it. <laughs> want to stay cuddling with somebody. Uh, this month is Black History Month, so we're doing all black movies. And the first one to kick that off is Do the Right Thing from 1989, directed by Spike Lee. It is almost 40. Uh, if you haven't Crazy. seen it, still give you a spoiler warning, but we'll get into it. Yeah, and uh, we, we like to kind of start off with the summary of the film, so I'll kind of go into it. Uh, Do the Right Thing is a 1989 film by Spike Lee that explores the racial tensions and conflicts in a Brooklyn neighborhood on a hot summer day. The film follows Mookie, a pizza delivery man who works for Sal, an Italian-American pizzeria owner. Sal's wall of fame, which displays only white celebrities, <laughs> sparks a protest by bugging out a black activist who demands more representation for the black community. As the day progresses, the temperature and the amb- uh, animosity rises, uh, leading to a violent conflict between Sal, his sons, and Radio Rahim. A black Radio. youth who, who blasts fight the power on his boombox. <laughs> uh, the police arrive and kill Radio Rahim, sparking a riot that destroys Sal's pizzeria. Mookie throws a trash can through the window, igniting the fire. Uh, the next day, Mookie and Sal have a tense but civil conversation where Sal pays Mookie his wages and Mookie leaves. The film ends with two contrasting quotes from Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X on the use of violence as a means of social change, followed by a dedication to the victims of police brutality. Uh, which is the last sentence is very poignant because I think yeah, that was like kind of like the uh, a nice send off to this film and two contrasting views of violence. And yeah. it, it's sad because this movie is very relatable 40 years old yeah and, and it's still, still a con still the same conversations that we're that we're having still the yeah. same conflicts and still the same violence that we experience and and uh it which is almost shocking but yeah but what do you think yeah. uh with this film so i enjoyed it for whatever reason growing up i never watched never watched this like i watched every other black movie as I was kind of growing into my teenage years, this was one that kind of missed. I would see it. Like I knew of Do the Right Thing um, and a couple other Spike Lee movies. I don't know why I'm blanking on them right now, but I just never watched them. So I'm happy that we decided to make this month Black History or Black Movie Month. And this was the one to kick it off because like you said, this is perfect for the times. Things like this are still occurring all the time, all over the the U.S., if not the world. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I think this was, like, perfect timing. And, yeah, I enjoyed it. What would you think? I, funny enough, I I don't know, it's not funny probably, but I love this film. And this is a very well done in terms of cinematography, the color of the Mm -hmm. movie, the the characters were were amazing the way each shot like that like how it looks how the story plays out how the story ends and and the the general message of the story this is i think a beautiful movie and and it's probably something that like i i 
it is part of the Criterion Collection, and I think I know why now. <laughs> I love the Criterion <laughs> Collection, but this is it's it's very kind of like good way to kind of start off this month in terms in terms of like watching black uh, prominent movies and stuff. And and yeah. it, the 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 subject matter sucks and everything because it's very yeah. I, and I think it's a very common story and it can get. Um, it sucks for black people to be like, uh, this is like, yeah, this is, this happens all the time and everything. Like this Mm -hmm. is a story that do we need to tell people about this story? No, (laughs) it happens just yesterday, probably. But, but it's a wake up call too. I think so. And so I I was kind of, as I was watching it, I was wondering how impactful I'm guessing it was extremely impactful when this came out because it's still something that's talked about and it's in the criterion collection. It's probably studied in film schools um but yeah i just wonder how impactful it was when it came out at that point yeah i I wonder i even today like i wonder if they re-released this movie i wonder if spike lee has ever thought like spike lee's probably like i made this freaking movie 40 years ago and this movie can be released today and people would be like (gasps) (laughs) this does not have white people out there like this does not happen (laughs) (laughs) this doesn't occur anymore (laughs) but 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 i think it's like what's what's good about it because it's like it's a big middle finger to racism and how people react to racism but i think it's done in a way where you're like almost like this is like 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 wizardry where like you're showing people but the conflicts of racism and the 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 violent outcomes of racism but in a way you're like this is a very good movie like yeah <laughs> like, like it plays out very like smooth you're not <clears throat> you see the tension in the beginning but you're kind of eased into just how chaotic it gets at the end right i i love like you always talk about pacing i think this is mm-hmm. where like I believed where I understood pacing because there's like, um, there's that ebb and flow where like it starts off where like everyone just sucks. Like everyone just hates that it's freaking hot. And then it goes on with the day because everyone's like, I have to get along with the day. You can tell everyone had their coffee and just going along with the day. And then everybody had a cold shower too. Or or a cold shower just to like, or you sit in front of your fan and stuff. But then you notice in the middle of the movie, it's probably the hottest point of the day when everyone mm-hmm. is like, I'm done with this. And just, they're just like, you can tell everyone's energy level gets really low. The drunk dude's asleep. All the dudes that are like <laughs> talking a bunch of crap and everything, playing basketball are just like hanging out. Yeah. Like, I just want to like do nothing. This day needs to be over. And yeah. then it gets to nighttime and everyone's just like, just wired by the fact that it's been super hot and now it's cooling down a little bit and everything. And so everyone kind of like gets more lively. And it, it, I was like, man, this is like, like mastery from Spike Lee. I kind of felt that shift, I guess in two folds, I felt that shift when the, the the officers were introduced that first time, Mm -hmm. like when the kids and everybody were playing with the, uh, the fire hydrant and, that that Italian guy was like, you better not whip my car. <laughs> that moment was kind of that shift for me. Once the, the police came over and they were like, dude, don't even worry about it. Like, just keep moving. And then also when um, the interaction in the interaction in Sal's with Radio Rahim. The first interaction. Like a shift. The when he, first when interaction, he shows yes. up with 
but he still gets his with food the radio and blasting. everything. Yeah. He has to turn it off and all that stuff. Yeah. That felt like a shift. Yeah. It, 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 I, I was very poignant to also use a, a hot summer day yeah. as the representation of like the, 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 the tension, the powder keg that is like slowly mm-hmm. building and stuff or, or boiling water. That's like slowly getting up to temperature and you feel it yeah. where it's like, there's that kind of like breaking point that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it does happen at the end. And it's like, man, I don't know how people don't talk. I, I guess like people talk about this movie quite a bit, but like in terms of like, this is, I think, and it's almost amazing that like Spike Lee wrote, directed, produced, yeah, and also pretty much started it. it. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. That man was in every damn scene, it felt like. Yeah, so it's like, it, it's it's amazing to have someone that like, it, like we always talk about like uh, Quinn Tarantino uh, yeah. and and all these other directors Christopher and stuff. Nolan, and I think yeah. Spike Lee should be if you want to kind of use the, the Mount Rushmore kind of like, and this is one movie and I don't know about that yeah. stuff, but like, I think this kind of places Spike Lee and like this kind of like, whoa, like this guy knows how to do a movie. And, and yeah, yeah you see like Christopher Nolan, like everyone looks at Christopher Nolan like, Oh yeah. Like that guy knows <gasps> how to do a movie. He doesn't know how to do yeah. sound <laughs> sometimes, but Spike Lee is also someone that you should like understand that that guy knows how to do a movie. And knows how yeah. to tell a story. Like, everything fit. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I don't know why I blanked on his movies, but uh, she's got a habit as one. They turned that into a Netflix series a couple years ago. Uh, my favorite still to this day is Kobe doing work, which most people don't probably don't know about. Oh. He made a, a like a forty minute documentary of Kobe Bryant playing in uh, MSG, in like ooh, was that 2012, 20, maybe twenty maybe twenty maybe 05. It was yeah, 2000s. That's, that was my introduction. I knew of Spike Lee, but my introduction to a Spike Lee film was that doc. Which I would I have to watch love. that actually. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where you can, it's gotta be somewhere to stream, but that was a great one. But yeah, he, it doesn't seem like he gets his just due. Like in the black community, we all know about his films, but in the greater like, Mount Rushmore of it, it doesn't seem like he's on that. You have, the Tarantinos, the Nolans, the uh, Scorseses that are up there, but Spike doing damn near everything for this film and probably his <laughs> other films, he's just like, ah, he's on the side. Like he's he's part of our rush war, but he's over on the side a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. And I think it's be- this movie, it should, should be seen as like a very good kind of like viewing of like how to make a movie that's, that's cinematic. Mm-hmm. Like, I think cinematography is like a word that some people can't define or understand. What does cinematography mean? In this movie, I feel like this, like, he almost has like a Broadway-esque to some of the shots where like, there was a shot that I saw where like the drunk dude was talking to that that woman he was trying to, um, uh, what was her name, Mother Sister? The lady on the stoop. Yeah, Yeah, so he was talking to her and it was nighttime. But it was a very close-up shot to him, to his face. But then the background, you just saw a silhouette of the city, of basically mm-hmm. the buildings behind him. And if for some reason, I kind of got like a very Broadway kind of play kind of feeling from that. And then you have like the interactions, like when uh, Spike Lee's character like first talks to Radio Rahim. 
and mm-hmm. and then Radio Rahim kind of like shows like what he has shows on his on, on his fists and everything, but it's very close up, and it's like you have mm-hmm. these very distinct conversations between the characters, and you know that that's like a little like like bubble around them because like the way he uses the camera, the way he kind of like goes to one person and then shifts to the other one. The editing I think is like amazing with this. I ended up I ended up looking up because I was so like enthralled with the the framing of the close-ups mm-hmm. and I like looked up like what what was how did they shoot this? Because you most movies and shows you they would typically use like a wider lens or a um like a 50 mil millimeter so you're kind of close and the image looks somewhat flat but this was just a wide you saw everything behind the person but you were like right in their face and what google was saying was that they use like a 16 millimeter lens and they were really close to the actor or actress so you you're close to them so you feel them as if you're right next to them but you're also still getting a view of what's behind them and around them and it <laughs> That would have been crazy, like feel. having to deal with that yeah. in terms of acting. You're like, you can. Just... You're just like right there, like, <laughs> don't look at the camera. And you're like, all right. But my right nose is touching in it. In my face. <laughs> I'm kissing it almost. <laughs> I had a question for you as I was watching it. Because late 80s, I don't know where all of these uh, actors and actresses were in their careers. It seemed like a lot of them were kind of early on. Yeah. I wonder if they knew, outside of just doing this film, I wonder if they knew the trajectory of their careers because we had a young Sam. Well, Samuel Jackson never been young; he's like Morgan Freeman. But <laughs> <laughs> we had a Sam. We had Samuel Jackson, Martin Lawrence, um, John Carlo. Yeah, uh, Gus Fringe. Yeah, yeah, you would never I always like, forget that man. Yeah, Patty was like, "That's John Carlo." I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Even um, Sal's son, I always call him very sneaky, sir, from Mr. Deeds. I always forget that man's name, but he's had a huge career. His his, uh, his uh, TV show, what is it, In the Night or something that like, um, that, oh, that's yeah, right. there's like that. a kind of like, that's a very good TV show in terms of like, yeah. and him, he does fantastic act. He's also a mm-hmm. uh, Falcone in uh, The Batman. Yeah, and The yeah. Batman, yes. <laughs> so like, so many people in this have have had huge careers since. So I wonder if they knew the impact like this movie was going to have or if they could like envision like, hey, we're making something that's going to change the views or like change the world. I wonder if they knew that going into this or if they were just like, hey, this young director, writer gave me a script. I need work. Let me let me do it. I don't know. Like you hope that they like I think you I think if like you're in the moment you probably like yeah you're like this is like gonna be a good movie but then you hope that like since racial racial tensions were high during that time you're like Mm -hmm. I hope they didn't think like oh this is just gonna bomb because no one likes black stories or no one likes to be told oh they're bad people so to speak and everything so but like I, you hope going through it, they're like all like, "Whoa, this is gonna make a mark because we're saying mm-hmm. a lot of scary things right now." Like the whole Shit. like, 
that whole scene where like they they cut to like all the people saying all the racist ass crap about each oh, other yeah. person and each group yeah. yeah and i was like damn that's like that's gotta be like when you first saw that in the theaters you're like i don't know i wasn't ready for this <laughs> you didn't warn me for this <laughs> you you hope that they that that they understood that at least the movie was going to be great. Whether or not their like yeah. careers will kind of go on, that's them thanking Spike Lee probably. If uh, if they that's were true. all brand new yeah. to this, do you do you see anything negative to this movie? The only it's not to the movie. I think it's just to the world of like I can't believe things like this are still occurring forty years later, right? Yeah, there's like all these like, and it's it's funny because there's like a wide gamut of conversations that happen in this movie that still exists today. Like mm-hmm. the the three old dudes sitting around under the umbrella, they were talking about global warming and climate change. They're like, oh, like one's yeah. like that's not happening and all this stuff, and then that one's like, no, seriously, like, <laughs> and this was forty years <laughs> ago. <laughs> yeah, and then there's like things about immigration where like they're complaining about the. The Asian people across the street that they get like all this. That's same conversations that most people like. I just saw fucking Elon Musk saying like, oh, like immigrants, like get all this like benefits and they're not even Americans and stuff. It's like he's an immigrant. Yeah. And it's like, I, it's like <laughs> come on, it's dude. like we're all having these like same dumb conversations. Yes. And 40 years later. And it's like we like we need to know our history to understand how we progress forward. But yeah. we don't need to forget it and stuff. And it's like, yes, we all did. But it seems like they're trying to like pull that away or like hide that from us. Yeah. Like, hey, we're only going to show the good side of things. We're not going to show like this is the same shit that's been happening for years. Sadly, yeah. You see a lot of people that want to brush things under the rug and stuff. Mm-hmm. And rug. we represent black and brown people. Uh, not necessarily mm-hmm. represent all of the black and brown people. But <laughs> we are not like we we are in that minority group and stuff and it's like we 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 share these stories and stuff when we understand the stories but it's it's a weird kind of like yeah that is a negative to be like this is this is happening all the time come on for me i can't i can't think of anything negative to the movie um Mm -hmm. I, I believe it looked beautiful and stuff. And, and I think that goes point pointing to like my rating to the movie where I gave it five stars. And and Shit. I think because I think it's a very perfect movie. Um, yeah. And and maybe it's because like I've I never seen the movie and I was like enthralled by everything. And maybe a second watch, maybe I'm like, all right, like I can do like a four or something. But I believe that this is a movie that anybody and everybody should watch. Yeah. I gave it a three, three and a half. I enjoyed like the cinematography. I enjoyed the movie altogether. I I don't know why I'm such a stickler at times, but I truly enjoyed the movie. I did dislike the fact that Jordans Jordans were only hundred and eight dollars back then, and now they're like two hundred plus. <laughs> Which is always <laughs> funny Nike. because it's that's like that's my gripe to Nike. I was having the conversation with Patty yesterday, where it's like you always like find it funny that like ethnic. Things that are like popular with ethnic groups are typically like crazy expensive. Yes, and it, which is funny. Like we're crazy hair to products, spend the money on it. Uh, things mm-hmm. that we need that are like specific to like our hair or to like us. our like yeah. skin tones and stuff are crazy expensive. And it's like, isn't that like another like conversation that we should have? Like, hey, <laughs> but that's a whole different hey. story. 
But <laughs> but it's the truth, though. It is. It's funny, but yeah, because uh, everybody latches onto it. Once we grab a hold of it and we're we're wearing it or doing it, everybody grabs or everybody wants to be a piece of it. Yeah, like <clears throat> this kind of fits into the conversation of the film. Uh, I saw something Friday about a haircut. So in the black community, we've, we the black and brown community, matter of fact, we've been getting fades, faded, fade haircut for years. I don't even know when it started, years and years and years. But now uh, an NFL player is rocking a fade and they're like, <laughs> oh my goodness, people want, want this haircut from him because <laughs> he's rocking a fade. And, like, I saw uh, <laughs> clips from other black creatives and they were like, we've been doing that shit for years. Like, that's not his? Like, I have the same haircut. <laughs> yeah. Like I told you about the haircut, bro. Like, come on. You use my barber. <laughs> and it's, yeah. I, I, and I don't think it wasn't the, the football player himself. Like he wasn't the one that was like, Hey, I started this. Mm-hmm. It was the media trying to create this narrative of, Hey, this guy's rocking this haircut. Now people call it his. It's like, mm, the problem is, is that, no matter what, marketing knows that if you have a different looking person represent something, you will sell it yeah. better. And it's easier. It's just, and it sucks because we're suckers to be like, oh yeah, like I want to buy that product and stuff. And it's like yeah. that's that's where the conversation of like like community owned businesses and stuff and like small businesses and support them, but. We can go on forever and stuff, and I think. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of with do the right thing, do you recommend this to anybody, and who would you recommend it to? Yeah, I think everybody needs to watch this. Like, <clears throat> I'm I'm mad at myself for taking so long to watch it. Mm-hmm. I should have watched it years ago, but I'm happy I did watch it now. But I think it's something that everyone should at least watch once, just to see the parallels that we have with 1989, the fact that it's 2024 and we're still going through it's similar, if not the same thing. Right. Yeah. I agree with you where it's like, it should be on everybody's list to watch at least once and stuff. And uh, I I've seen so many random movies growing up through elementary school and in high school and stuff. And uh, we should have watched this. Like, why not watch yeah. this? And, and this is a very like culturally appropriate story historical story and stuff and 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 actually a well done movie so yeah but but we'll leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> all right kai you want to take us out yeah thanks for joining us for another episode of saturday night popcorn i'm kai and i'm jason and we'll be back next week with another one and please let us know if you've uh if you watched do the right thing by spike lee in the comments if you liked it disliked it what you think about it and uh please like and subscribe to Saturday Night Popcorn for more uh, podcasts like these.